welcome to the Let's Scare My Girlfriend to Death podcast. I'm your co-host, Josh. And I'm your co-host, the girlfriend, Cindy. Hey everybody, welcome back to your favorite podcast about horror movies where a boyfriend kills his girlfriend slowly with scares. My name is Cindy, with me as always is... Josh. Yay! Oh, hello. We are, uh, what's the official title? Directors whose first movies were vampires month? Yeah, it's... Okay, making sure I got it right. Directors whose first film was about vampires. Was about vampires. Yeah. Last week we watched uh, A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. Mm-hmm. And uh, what are we watching this week? I've already forgotten. Near Dark. Near Dark. Um, this when is where this we come? start to get into heavy hitter territory. Okay. Between the cast and the director. Okay. So, but uh, yeah, I hadn't heard of the other one at all. Uh, before we get into that, mm. this movie came out in 1988. Okay. Welcome to the 80s. 80s. 80s on 8. Do you remember anything from 1988? Um... I was eight and nine. I probably was watching a lot of Steel Magnolias. Um, There's a couple movies we're going to talk about that came out that year that well, it's, scream you. There, there's a time, young children, that you know people that aren't like my generation, like Gen X, don't really know. Like there was a time when VCRs were brand new, and you had like three VHS tapes. In my household, it was like Mr. Mom. Steel Magnolias and Beaches. And so, like, you just watched those movies all the time just to be watching a movie, you know? And until, like, you built up your, you know, VHS collection. So, I remember 1988 was a lot of me watching um, and talking about Beaches and Steel Magnolias. Uh, my and, grand- my well, grandparents had Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Rock on. Um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> And I forget the name of it. It's a bare knuckle boxing movie starring Charles Bronson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right those on. are like the ones that I remember them having. All right. That were in like that were in circulation that we could. Now, like it, it's around this time that my mom becomes part of like the Disney VHS club. And we get, you know, we by the time that VHS was over, I think we had every single VHS of every Disney cartoon made, movie ever made. Like, it was an insane collection for a while. Uh, 1988's the last year before I just go full on wanting to go to the movies all the time. Okay. Because I think 89 was, 89 or 90 was the Ninja Turtles movie. 89 was Batman. Like, these, those are the movies so those that... Are, I was like, I have to go, I have to go see these movies like several times. Right. So, but I definitely didn't see Near Dark in theaters. Okay. Um, so, I don't uh, think many people in America saw Near Dark in theaters. Okay. Um, but let's talk about... Is it an American film? Yes, it is. Okay. Uh, 1988, the year, is the Winter Olympics in Calgary. Okay. The world's longest skyjacking of Kuwait Airlines Flight 422 ends. Yeah. The Soviet-Afghan war ends. Al-Qaeda was founded. Uh, and mm. Pinochet relinquished uh, Pinochet relinquished power in Chile. Okay. So there you go. That was the year that gave us... Rihanna, Steph Curry, Lizzo, and Adele. Woohoo! And the year that took Robert Heinlein, Nico, and Roy Orbison from oh, us. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, if you want, 1988, I tried to make a list of like movies and I was running out of space because there's so many movies that are now classics. That are fucking amazing. It came out in 1988. All right, like what? Okay. Die Hard. Okay. Maniac Cop. 
Phantasm 2, Beetlejuice, Child's Play, The Great Outdoors, Heathers, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, They Live, The Land Before Time, Dead Ringers, and then here's two for Cindy, one for me, that were integral to our childhood. Cindy. What? Beaches. Boom. Willow. Yes. Josh. Bloodsport. Yeah. That sums up a lot, too. <laughs> that does sum up a lot. I fucking love Bloodsport. I also like Willow. I fucking I love bleach- Beaches. <laughs> I love Bleaches, I too. I love Bleaches, too. That's yeah. a, uh, it's a whole, total, totally different thing. <laughs> so, Near Dark. Uh, the tagline for this movie was, Pray for Daylight. That was one of the taglines. Okay. Uh, it was released January 8th. 1988. Alrighty. It is rated R. It is one hour and 34 minutes, and this motherfucker has a pedigree to it. All right. Uh, it is Tell me. co-written and directed by Catherine Bigelow, who Another is Another female an director Oscar loving winner. that. <laughs> she, Fabulous. She has won the Oscar. But this is how she cut her teeth. Yep. Uh, so she did Strange Days. Literally. Zero Dark Thirty. She won the Oscar for The Heart Locker and... The movie that she directed after Near Dark Mm -hmm. was Point Break. Oh. So there you go. That's one of your favorites. One of the greatest films ever made. There there it is. In America. That's what he says. Uh, That movie is fucking perfection. Uh, It is co-written by Eric Redd, who was the writer-director of Cohen and Tate, Bad Moon, and Body Parts. And the writer of The Hitcher, which is goddamn amazing. (laughs) Okay. I fucking love The Hitcher. Uh, it's got music by Tangerine mm. Dream. Tangerine Dream. Uh, the German group that did the soundtrack for Sorcerer, Thief, Risky Business, Firestarter, Vision Quest. Oh, yeah. Uh, Legend, Three O'Clock High, and Miracle Mile. Vision Quest uh, debuted Madonna. Yeah. Uh, I just want to point out that for the one person who potentially hears this and is like, uh-uh, yes. Legend with Tom Cruise. The theatrical cut had a Tangerine Dream score because they dumped the Jerry Goldsmith score really? from the director's cut because it was longer. And they're like, we need something a little peppier. <laughs> so there you go. A little more pep. Uh, yeah. Just interesting. A little factoid right there. A little factoid about a movie we're not little, even watching. Yeah. Okay. Um, I didn't even write that down. That came right out of my head. Okay. Uh, cinematography is by Adam Greenberg, who would go on or actually shot The Terminator, Ghost, Terminator 2. He killed The Terminator? Sister Act. Rush Hour. Yes, the man who shot the Terminator. <laughs> that's why he's I'm shot Sister Act. <laughs> pretty. That's wild. Okay. Boom. So this movie does. I mean, they were both massive, massive successes. So this is one does of those something right weird movies where I actually want to spend less time with the main cast and more time with the side characters. I think this, okay. Um, so our leads are Adrian Pastar, who is Caleb Colton. Caleb he was Colton. in Carlita's Way and the TV show Heroes. Okay. We've got Jenny Wright, who plays May. She's in Young Guns 2, The Lawnmower Man, and Pink Floyd's The Wall, the movie. Okay. Went through a phase where I watched that a lot. I think do, it came on VH1. Do you remember the blonde girl who has sex with the roadies so they can get the passes to go in? Yes. She's one of them. Hmm. I wonder if I'll recognize the face. So there you go. Probably now. Not. I don't not, recognize not the much. two leads, but fucking incredible. We is? have Lance Hendrickson playing Jesse Hooker. You okay. know him from Aliens, from Pumpkinhead, from Hard Target, from Stone Cold. These are a lot of movies that we've done. Lance 
Hendrickson. Lance Hendrickson. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and, and point this out right now. Okay, do it. Starting with Lance Hendrickson and for the next two cast members. Mm. So at the time that this movie was being made, Catherine Bigelow was married to James Cameron. Oh, James, this story. James Cameron had just made Aliens when she was getting ready to make this. And he was like, why don't you just steal part of my cast from it? There are three Aliens cast members that just came over from the movie. Almost as soon as Aliens was done, they just went and shot this movie. Interesting. So Lance, it's Lance Henriksen. Then we get Bill Paxton. Nice. Uh, playing Severin. He, obviously, Aliens, Frailty, Twister, Apollo 13, Tombstone. Apparently one of the nicest human beings that's ever lived. Mm, Bill Paxton. Nice. R.I.P. <laughs> I was waiting. Uh, then we get Jeanette Goldstein, who is Diamondback. She was also in Aliens. Okay. Uh, she was in Terminator 2. She was John Connor's stepmom. Okay. That gets murdered. Two. Yes. Uh, and then the lastly, we have, well, actually not lastly, but we have Joshua John Miller, who plays a character named Homer. Homer. Who was in River's Edge, uh, the class of 1999, Teen Witch. Oh, I love Teen Witch. Yeah, I know. Does he play the brother? I, the boyfriend? I think he was the brother. Is he good looking or is he goofy? I mean. Yeah, it's the brother. Yeah. I'll take a look. Uh, <laughs> he was the writer of the movie Final Girls. And then lastly, we have Tim Thomerson, who's Loy Colton. Loy? Loy, L-O-Y. Who was in Common Valor, Trancers, and Fade to Black. I fucking really want to watch Fade to Black for this podcast at some point. It is in fucking sane. Roger. So. All right. Well, this is the part of the podcast where Josh shows me an, uh, an original print or a poster of the movie, and I predict what the movie will then be about. Okay. Boop boop doo near dark. Um it is a person who's like burnt and all and bullet holes with lights coming out of them. They can only kill you once, but they can terrify you forever. Um so I'm going to say that this is That's Bill Paxton, by the way. A movie where if something kills you, you become a zombie and then it haunts you. Like it, it's like a double thing. Like you have to live forever and I'm going to fuck with you the entire time. You know, we're doing a zombie. We're doing vampires, right? Right. That's what I mean. <laughs> like you're going to have to live forever, but I'm going to bully you mercilessly. So it's a zombies getting bullied by vampires for eternity movie. Or maybe like new vampires getting bullied by old vampires <laughs> this sounds this sounds hilarious out of context but yes like there's there are old vampires who just like turn random people into vampires so they can fuck with them for like millennia okay <laughs> like a little i don't know that's what i'm gonna say um no i don't know wouldn't it be weird if that was spot on it uh, that would be really weird um, I think you're going to like this movie. I don't think it's going to be your favorite movie of the month. By okay. Imagination, but I think you're going to like it. All right. Um, my prediction is you're going to have the same problem I have with this movie where I like it, but you're like, I kind of wish the main characters were not the main characters. Um, okay. I wish it was like, we are following Bill Paxton and like Lance Henderson. Around oh, rather than I, focusing on them full time rather than on like. 
you know, May and Colton. Okay. But I'll understand all this in a few hours, I believe. Fucking, it's pretty good. Uh, I, if you want to watch it, you're going to have to. Last time I checked, it was on Shutter. Okay. And I think it's on YouTube. This movie has weirdly been in and out of print. It is getting a 4K rela- a release. Is it one of those like. Year? It's a cult favorite, but not until, like, the internet came out sort of a thing? Um, it's a movie that, like, people really like, but it's kind of like, it's hard to describe. It's, okay, a good example of something I compare to this as far as the phenomenon of, like, oh, you can't find it, mm-hmm. is, like, True Lies. Okay. Where you're like, yeah. hey, let's watch True Lies. How the fuck can I not yeah. find True Lies to watch? Where, where is that? Right. Like, this movie shouldn't be as hard to find as it is, because it's got a, I mean. Pretty good gas. Ca- pretty cast, good cast. Yeah, it's a well-made movie right. by a director who won the Oscar for Best Directing. Right. It's got a cast that's fucking incredible coming off of Aliens. Right. Which is... And was it successful when it came out in 88? I, it must not have been, maybe. It you know? wasn't as successful. I mean, I don't think it was a massive flop, but it it was definitely wasn't pulling in Aliens numbers. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, gotcha. Um, Where can we find this movie now? So I have the Blu-ray. Okay. That's out of print Anybody now. else? Where can... Uh, that's, what I, think it's... that's what I just said. All right. <laughs> I was just hoping that you'd be like, well, it's on YouTube or... I said YouTube or Shutter. Okay. I didn't hear the YouTube part. All right. Sorry about that. <laughs> <sighs> it's been a long time. It's the start of the school year, guys. I'm doing the best I can. All right. I'm going to edit all around this anyway, so... Thank you. All right. Join us, won't you? Mind the doors. to hers. But you have to learn to kill. He belongs to theirs. I want to kill. He makes a kill tonight. And they all belong to the night. It's three hours short for a bus to get home. You help me out? What are you on? Believe me, I told you. Just don't think of it as killing. Amen. Amen. Don't think at all. It's just something that you do night after night. Only ever a question of how. Nervous. I would be too if I were you. Near dark. Could be your boys falling in with the truck. Check out time. Watch yourself some time, son. Damn, this is my family. Let him go. Near dark. Pray for daylight. 
as its price. Ready. We watched Near Dark. Um, we have some thoughts. We have some people who deserved a better storyline than they got. What everyone think? Let's discuss it. Josh, go first. What do you think? How many times does this make you for watching this movie? Um, I've seen this movie a few times. Okay. Like double digits. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. So what is this movie about, do you ask? I'll tell you. It was a good Christian allegory about why loose women that you pick up at a bar will end up ruining your life. <laughs> standing, standing on the street corner eating an ice cream cone. That's right. Uh, the kind of girls that you pick up at a bar will end up destroying your life and your family. But don't worry, a father's love can fix it. Didn't you know that? If only Vlad the Impaler had known that if he just had a simple blood infusion, he could have fixed vampirism, (laughs) which is what this movie was about. Uh, I bet IMDb says it a little more succinctly, though. Uh, IMDb has a small-town farmer's son reluctantly joins a traveling group of vampires after he is bitten by a beautiful drifter. Yeah. Beautiful I think, drifter. I think what, that would be a cool name for a band. I think my way of saying it was better and more fun. So I'm going to stay with that. I stay with uh, my original intent. Okay. Talk to us about this movie, Josh. Break it down. What kind of fun thing? Is there like behind the scenes stuff or like where do you want to start talking about this movie? Because it really is just about a guy who gets picked up by a girl and becomes a vampire by accident and it kind of ruins his life and then his dad fixes it at the end it doesn't really ruin his life it, it for like a minute it's it, like a midlife like a like an is, early 20 speed it up. is like how long do you think this movie takes place like a week maybe like maybe, a couple weeks this is like maybe a couple weeks yeah it's very quick My, he's a vampire a then a cured vampire. and i don't know this, <laughs> this movie My weeks is, is a vampire odd yes um i think we talked i don't know if we talked about this in the front half of the podcast or we talked about it off mic but this is one of those weird movies where i'm like i would like this movie more if the leads weren't the leads yeah i think the leads were the the side characters of the if i got the backstory of all the other cool vampires and like why, almost like interview with the vampire style, like why they hunt the way they hunt and and how they ended up becoming, like th- what their story was. Like that shit was interesting. Like you get little snippets, um, like Lance Hendrickson says. He's <sighs> like, you know, how long have you been a vampire or whatever? He's like, let me tell you this. I fought for the South. Yeah. We lost. It's like, oh, so you've been around since the Civil War. Right. Um, so the, yes, you do have little snippets like that, but like they're the more interesting characters. How did he meet? She looked of questionable ethnicity, and how did they fall in love? Well, they and then you get snippets of that too, where they're driving down the road, and he's like, "You remember there? That's where we met." Like, I was pretending I needed a like. Uh, I had a flat tire and you came right. along and helped me. And then they're like, ha 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 ha, like you know, a vampire. Yeah. So there's all these like little things. <sighs> and then I th- 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 this movie does ask one interesting thing or, or shows an interesting thing that any of the vampire does too, where it's like the Homer character of what uh-huh. is it like to be a kid forever? Because your brain would age. Right. And you would have like an, a crude experience of like someone who's hundreds of years old. 
but physically you would be 12 yeah forever they address that in uh, even in like the twilight series i i don't remember it fully and i know there's so much crossover of fans of twilight and our fans but th- they, at one point they do explain that it was outlawed to like sometimes young women who were turned vampires like over the millennia would want a baby and so they would turn infants so then they would have like a baby but the baby is like insatiable and they became like creatures of like some sort of demon or something like that so even that was kind of addressed this whole like you never age i have a question Uh uh-oh yeah if you turned a vampire like a baby like a baby a baby into a vampire okay when it turns into a bat is it like a little baby bat? Oh, they're adorable. Have you ever is it seen like a little baby when bats? they turn into a wolf? Are they like a little, like a puppy, little puppy cub? <laughs> need a need a puppy, maybe. So, but maybe. you know what? Vampires don't turn into bats or wolves. These, These. that's correct. They also don't have fangs. They don't have fangs, and at first they don't have any kind of like power. And I'm just like, well, this kind of sucks. But then at some at other points they can throw people through like walls and many feet. So I don't know. Okay, so let's look at the vampires before we get into the plot. Okay, more. let's look at the near dark vampires. Vampires, if um, you will. Like we said, no fangs. No fangs. Um, sunlight mad fucks them up. Right. Mad fucks them up. Like that's almost the seems only... to be the only thing they can hurt them. Mm-hmm. But it really does a number on them. It's kind of the only. Of, like, the canon rules that they follow. Like, they don't have to be invited to come in. They don't have things. They don't turn into bats. They don't have, like, mind control or whatever. Glimmer. They can cross running water. Yeah. They don't have to stop and count all of the grains of, like, grain or sand in a bag, which is a weird thing. They're like, if you put a bag out, like, of marbles or something, vampires have to count them all before they can, like... What? That doesn't make sense, but okay. That just I mean, sounds like an old, well, vampire. That's what I mean, like, well. Like an old box tale. Yeah. But just like a weird thing to be like, don't worry, they can't hurt you if you just throw a bag of shit on the ground and they'll have to stop and count it. Well, that's why, uh. that's why all, yeah, I'll go, I'll go ahead and say all. That's why all like Southern um, front porches, like they all have blue uh, ceilings. Vampires? Uh, witches. Uh, it would confuse witches and they wouldn't land near that house. I'm confused. I'm confused by the color blue. Oh, it's the sky? Is what? It a, or a boy? Is it a boy color? I don't know. Um, so, I'm just, God damn it. Just letting you know. These vampires are strong. Um, they're mean as fuck. Mean as fuck. They're kind of sociopaths, like really outside of the Caleb character. And May kind of. The rest of them have long since lost her humanity. And Correct. Like on this eternal road trip. It's a very American. This eternal road trip where they just kill and eat people every night. Yeah. Because they, they have, even go back to like a motel. And the yeah. guy's like, I remember you from like 50 years ago. Um, no, he's like, you look familiar. He's like, I come through here about every 50 years. That was years. it. Uh, fucking Lance Henderson. Lance Henderson, why weren't you the lead of this movie? Um, he has some of the coolest scenes. Uh, yeah. He has a cool death. The coolest scene in the movie, actually. What's that? Is uh, the scene in the bar. Oh, and they just... So they just kill everyone. They VFW style start taking people <laughs> out in a bar. everyone in that bar. And one guy starts peeing his pants. He's crying. Um, Poor thing. Where Bill Paxton cuts that dude, that bartender's throat with the spurs <laughs> on his feet. Yes. Yeah. That movie. He spurred him. It, it's crazy, too, because, <laughs> like, 
you get that feeling they show up and everything's a little odd mm-hmm. and Bill Paxton's trying to start a fight. Because they're trying to get our protagonist to finally hunt yeah. properly. But like, just think about being in that room. Like the, <laughs> just suddenly these, somebody this starts. This drifter family rolls in. Right. One of them starts a fight. They seem to be super strong. Mm-hmm. And then out of nowhere, it's like, uh, like tension filled. And then out of nowhere, Lance Henriksen just cuts people. that waitress's throat. Yep. And fills a glass with her blood. And then it's like, oh, like the um, tension gives way to like. What? It goes from like being tension filled to, oh, like everyone in this room We're is dead. We're about to die. Everyone in this room is dead. Right. It yep. turns out the one guy survives because he jumps, he jumps the through the window. And Caleb can't bring himself to kill him. But. Run. Yes, that is exactly what happens. I mean, that's. Yeah. So yeah. hold that thought for a second because I just want to run through the plot real fast. Okay. Of. This movie is a good all-American white farmer son. Yep. Who yes, meets ma'am. a woman. Yes, who ma'am. Who he immediately falls in love with. Of course, at a bar one night that he picks up very tries rudely. Tries to have sex with. She he's bites very, him. He's, well, he's very aggressive. Mm-hmm. Like, she she keeps saying, like, just take me home. And he's like, I'm going to take you to see my horse. And she's like, okay, can you just take me home? I'm going to just put my arm on, like. Just take her the fuck home, and this is what you get. You didn't take her. You didn't listen to the woman. Yeah, and then he gets kidnapped by this like group of vampires in an RV. Yeah, uh, and then the cross country like in a Winnebago murder spree starts. Correct. And he tries to go home, and he can't go home because he's now a vampire, and he's sick. And his and his dad and little sister yeah. are. So sick and tired of the p- local police not being able to do anything that they take it upon themselves to travel around to try and track him down. But what would they have done? I know. What can the police, like, they're like in a whole different state away. Yeah. Like, what could the local police, but anyway. I, whatever. Um, what did anybody do before? And, and like, then DNA he kind of becomes one of them, like when he saves their lives. Right. Getting the van after the shootout. And it's like joining like, a gang as we jump in. You know, in. he's in. Everyone likes him. And mm-hmm. Bill Paxton gives him that spur. And everyone's like, you're <laughs> They're one of us spur now, brothers bro. now. And then Homer meets his sister who is looking for Caleb. And he's like, I'm going to kill this bitch. And that's, you know, Caleb, Caleb sees her. And he's like, oh, no, like, you can't kill my sister. My sister. And then that's what, like, Pops leads to off. him fleeing. Mm-hmm. Back home with dad and dad doing the blood transfusion and dad, and dad, him. dad is like a vet, isn't that mm-hmm. right? He's a he's a veterinarian, and, it, and so he can do a blood transfusion just in his backyard. Up, it sets up the ending of the movie, it's which weird. is a now human again, Caleb mm-hmm. against the vampires, and May's like loyalties are you know torn between like the man that she loves and, and her makeshift family, and she ends up siding with the man she loves and then yep. all the vampires die spectacularly in massive explosions yep and then they use the same process and turn may back into a human and then the movie's over yep there that's you it go. that's the movie um and scene every everybody lives happily ever after here's what i noticed about this movie watching it this time this time through after watching a girl walks home alone at night 
Okay, which Here's was our last episode. If we talk uh, about... P.S. I like that movie better than this one, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, we talked about that movie, A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night, being a movie about loving someone and accepting them on their terms. Okay, yes. Right? This movie is about a return to the status quo and a return needing to the status someone quo. to change to love them, like to truly love them, right? Okay. Like... He sees her is immediately like, I'm in love. He with wants this to turn woman. and he wants to turn a hoe into a housewife. And he has to turn into a vampire to pursue her. Right. And then he tries to do all this like crazy kind of alternative lifestyle stuff. He's living as a vampire. And then <laughs> alternative lifestyle, you know, he farmer son, right? Yeah. Goes to the big city, gets involved with a crazy woman and a gang and all this like murder. And then here comes farmer dad who gets him. Gives him like new Gonna blood, save him. turns it back into like small town cowboy guy. No worrying about, you know, um, blood type or, you know, anything like that. Don't worry about that. It, it's just a return to normal. It's very Reagan. Everything's good at the end. Right? Like the monsters have to die and. Everyone lives happily ever after. Yeah. And, and where a girl, walk, a girl who walks home alone and I ends with. A, a human decision. man and a vampire woman, and they're like, we're just going to try to make this work. Right. This requires one of them to have to change. Like, they try to be vampires. It doesn't work. So How very Grease. Again. Right. How very Grease. Like, you know, Grease, you know, Grease Lightning, and that's the problem everybody a, like has a, with that a movie. a return to traditional values in a lot of it, ways. Yeah. How very Reagan of this. What year did we say this came out? It's like 80, 88. Yeah. So there you go. The height of like, you know, America, the great. Oh, this is the America everyone wants to go back to. Side note, it was fucking awful. Well, I mean, look at it. Look at it this way: you have a, a main character who's a uh, pause. 